people of joy. Isaiah chapter 12. Now, I said your Christianity must work. When we talk about salvation, right? Salvation. The details of salvation, like the deliverance, the good health, the things you are supposed to enjoy as a Christian, all right? Supposed to enjoy as a Christian. What makes it work, right? Verse 3. He says, therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. There are wells of salvation. You see, like I'm saying, your Christianity must work. There are wells of salvation. There is what salvation brought to you. Salvation was not um, an introduction into a religious cult. It was not an introduction into a religion. Salvation. Salvation. When I got saved, what happened? When I got saved, divine health was part of the package. Divine healing was part of the package. Prosperity was part of the package. So, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. That means there are certain Christians who are not seeing their Christianity work because they don't draw it out with joy. Depression will make you never do anything for God. Say, when I'm depressed and I God will do something. No, when you are depressed, you cannot receive from God. When people come to me, come and share their problem. When you cry, you are off. When you cry, I go to pray. Why? The prayer will work. Pastor, I'm finished. Pastor, I'm finished. Since you are finished, let me tell you something. Depression is not, is not Christian. So, I said this at um, Super Sunday. When I said this, thing, sometimes people think I am insensitive. I am not insensitive. If you want to know anybody who is very sensitive, I think I am. I will get a word for sensitivity. But I'm just telling the truth. And you see, instead of God's people to accept the truth and go toward the truth, they rather say they just need someone to sympathize with them. No. Depression is not Christian. Why am I saying that? When you go to the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Let us contend for the faith. The, the history shows us that when the early church Christians, when they were about to be martyred, most of them, when, you, when, when they were killing them, they were not crying, they were laughing. And Paranaro said he didn't understand why this person is going to die, yet he's laughing. When you read the Bible, the Bible says that sometimes, look at, for example, if anyone should be depressed in Scripture, it should be Paul. Paul will be in prison and be writing a letter. You Ephesians, I wish to come to you, but I will come one day. And these this, this letters are now Scriptures that we read. But the guy wrote it in prison. Imagine a Christian of today. Do something new in my no Paul prison and he didn't think it was anything. And he will be there and you rather be writing ah, ah, ah. thirteen verse fifty-one. Let's start from verse fifty. If you are listening, let me see your right hand. Right? It said, But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of the house. Now, look at this. These people went to preach somewhere and they sacked them. Do you sack? No, it's today we are holding Paul in holding Paul in high esteem and say, Paul the apostle, a great man of God. We read his books. But this time, Paul and Barnabas. The, uh, uh, yeah, Paul and Barnabas that we highly esteem today they were sacked from somewhere they were going to preach then verse 51 it says but they shook off 
the dust of their of their feet against them and cried and came to Iconium. Then verse 52. How is this possible? He said, and the disciples were filled with joy. How does this make you feel with joy? So you see, there are some, there are certain building blocks of the Christianity we are living that needs to be restored. Some things we need to go back to certain things. When you read the scripture, their experiences and the things that they were doing is way different. I saw, I saw one time about uh, it was like a masculine dog, muscular dog, you know. And they wrote early church Christians, persecuted but still standing strong. Then they show a cat. Then modern Christian. I'm offended by a post on social media. Do you understand? The modern day Christian, things have changed. It's not the same. It's not the same. We need to take things back to the early church days. Then also pursue the latter. New glory that God has spoken about. So we need to restore building blocks of the former reign. Because these guys were sacked. These guys were in trouble. But they were filled with joy. How were they filled with joy? In this kind of thing. Go to Proverbs chapter 17 verse 22. Proverbs 17 verse 22. Listen. Before we leave this place. Every spirit of depression will lift off people. It will. It will. It will. It will. It will. like a medicine. But a broken spirit or depression, he said, dry the bones. Give me an ivy. He said, a merry heart. A heart of joy. He said, a heart of joy. A heart that is rejoicing. He said, it doeth good like medicine. It is like medicine. The administration of medicine. You know science has proved this. Come on, you guys are not. He said, a cheerful heart is good medicine. He said, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. But pastor, what if the thing is painful? Pastor, what if the thing is really painful? Let me tell you something. Joy, you know, this is the problem. It's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is a result of happenings. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. Let me tell you, every Christian is supposed to walk in a fixed climate. Do you hear that? Every Christianity is walking in a fixed climate. When you come to Christianity, we tell you the weather. We don't ask your opinion. You didn't hear. We tell you the weather. If any man be in Christ, when you come to Christ, there's a weather in Christ, and the weather is a weather of joy. So, are feeling it or not, we tell you no. Over here, it is called joy. Yeah. I did you see me one time. The first time she came in, sir, thank you so much for your meeting you had with us. I was feeling very sad, but after you prayed, it left. Okay, good. The next time, another time, say, Pastor, you're really a man from God. Today, after you were sharing, my sadness left. Ah. The third time, Pastor, God really bless you for everything you've been doing for us. And I said, Young lady, I know my anointing is working in your life. That's what he said. When will you stop being sad and a meeting will not come and remove it? This pastor doesn't know what people go through because you're a pastor and you're there. Let me show you something. Joy. Listen. Joy. 
know, it's easy to, 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 to walk in joy. Eh? It's easy to walk in joy when something good has happened. And you see, the Bible recommends for us that joy should still work in the face of adverse circumstance. Habakkuk chapter 3. I start from verse 16. Verse 16, he said, When I heard, my belly trembled. My lips quivered at the voice. Rottenness entered into my bones, and I trembled in myself, that I may rest in the day of trouble. When he cometh up unto the people, he will invade them with his troops. Verse 17, look at it. He said, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vine, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no head in the stalls. Look at all these things he's saying. He said, The fig tree shall not blossom, and all the bad things are happening. He said, Verse 18. He said, yes, I will rejoice in the Lord. What's he saying? That means you can decide to rejoice. That means, you see, let me tell you something. The problem is that we have made our joy dependent on situations and people. A, a, a lady can say that a certain guy is her happiness. Someone can say that he completes me. Hey, sister. And even expand it further and say, he's my happy place. We are back to church. Back to say it. Joyce, that means he said, even though, oh my God, even, even though the fig trees are not blossom, he said that things are going bad. He said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Then verse, the next verse says, the Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like high feet. So you see, it is the joy that now brought the testimony. So even though the fig trees are not blossom, even though there's things that, I'm a Christian, there are certain things that should not be, should, it's not messing with me. I am born again. There's anything that should not be said of me. Anything. So people should not come and meet me, you know, like this. A Christian should be bubbly all the time. You see, Pastor, the way I was born, I, I, I don't really, I like to keep myself and I don't really like those things. So, also the thing you're saying right now is not really the thing I want to do. See, clearly you see over here that joy is an ingredient of faith. We are born again to experience the joy of the Holy Spirit. So, Galatians chapter 5, he says, in Galatians chapter 5, he says that the fruit of the Spirit is love. For many of you, I'm sure you've heard before, they say things like, oh, the fruit of the Spirit is love. That means the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit gives me love, you know, and joy. And no, 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 no. Give me that scripture, Galatians chapter 5, I think verse 22. Yeah. He said, but the fruit of the Spirit. Now, the reason why people say that the fruit of the Spirit mentioned here is Holy Spirit is because it is written in capital letters. Now, there's a problem here. It's not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. 
is the fruit of your human spirit. Why am I saying so? Because throughout the Bible, the Holy Spirit does not bear fruit. Holy Spirit does not bear fruit. Jesus Christ said, I am fine. You are the branches. When the fruits grow on the branches, we the fruit. The Holy Spirit does not bear the fruit. We bear the fruit. So it says, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now, why am I saying it is the fruit of the human spirit? Now start from verse 20. You see something. Okay, let's start from 19. Now the works of the flesh. So you see, if he's doing a comparison, you can't compare the flesh with the Holy Spirit. Hey, do you catch that? If you are comparing, you cannot compare the flesh and the Holy Spirit. Is the, the, the spirit is weak, but the flesh is weak. That means talking about the flesh and your human spirit. So over here, he's comparing the works of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. So the fruit of the spirit is giving you, he says, you bear that fruit. The day you got born again, he said the fruit of the spirit is love. That means every Christian has love. You cannot say, I don't love somebody. It's not possible. There's nobody you shouldn't be able to love. Including those who have hurt you. You have what it takes to love. Say, no, you don't know what he did to me. I will never forgive him my life. I can't love him. I can't love him. I hate him. Hate should never come out of the mouth of a Christian. The word hate. You know, there are certain words you have to ban. There are words I've banned in my life, like poverty. Ban. If you say, if you say it, I can't hear it. What language is that? I don't know it. Broke. What's that? Explain it. Broke me. Then I burn the word hate. I burn it. No matter how much he hates me, I can't say. I can be very angry, but I can't say. It can't come out of my mouth. I'm a Christian. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I cannot hate. So you see, you, you look at the word. I'll go to verse 22. It says the fruit of the spirit is love. Then it says joy. Now someone says, okay, me, my own, only the love has come. The fruit, I mean, it's coming once more. Me, only the love, joy has not come yet. Now, there's a problem over here. He says the fruit of the spirit. He needs the fruits of the spirit. That means that love, joy, peace is all one fruit. Unless you have cut some out of your fruit. <laughs> Right. That's to say, everything came together. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Did you catch that? So it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Someone say love. Uh. Then it says, joy. Joy. It said, a broken spirit, bite up the bones. You see, you should practice joy rather when there's a situation. And watch what will happen. Practice joy rather when there's problem and watch what happens. You, you, see, you, are, you are a man of the flesh. If you are waiting for something good to happen, then you become happy. No. You have to control the climate. No matter what happens around me, it will not dictate my joy. I will rather let my joy dictate what happens around me. So you see, joy, just like love, joy is also an investment. You invest, listen, you invest your joy. What are the things that you're supposed to invest your joy in? I'll quickly mention a few of them. What are the things you're supposed to invest your joy in? As a child of God, things that turn your life completely around. Let me tell you, before we walk out of here,
some people are going to be healed of certain sicknesses that have been going and coming. Investing your joy. Where do you invest your joy? Some people have invested all their joy in football. I watch football. I have a team, but I've left the team. I'm going to look for <laughs> You can't call me for one. I'm not, I'm not a team member. Someone said you need to be loyal to the place. I have something else to not be loyal to. I think I'm going to ba- basketball because the football, the heartbreak is too much. Imagine if you're a basketball fan, you're sitting here right now. Since I was born, I've never seen anything like that. The ladies, are, some, some ladies, I know, but some ladies don't understand what we are talking about now. It, since I was born, I've never seen it. Messi, the goat. Hey, where are you at, Kaka? I'm not, I don't support that team, so don't worry, I'm not, I'm not heartbroken. And the other one I support, I, they, they wear blue jersey, I don't want to mention their name. But you see, some people have invested all their joy there. Some other people have invested their joy in something else. You see, as a Christian, where do you invest your joy? Because you have to, you will get returns of where you invest your joy. So God tells you, okay, you know, you want to have this result in your life, invest your joy in this, invest your joy in that. Do this, do that. Invest your joy in this, invest your joy in that. So, let's look at where he says we should invest our joy. The first one is the joy of salvation. The, you know, the joy of salvation. The joy of salvation. I quickly mention it, Psalm 51 verse 12. He said, David said, and restore to me joy of this, and restore the joy of salvation. Do you remember your salvation? Are you happy about your salvation? There was a time in Luke chapter 10, the disciples of Jesus Christ came to him and they were, they were happy. They were happy that master, we were able to cast out devils in your name. He said, don't rejoice in that. Jesus Christ was teaching them what to invest their joy. Go to Luke chapter 10 verse 20. You start from 19. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Jesus was teaching them, he was training them that no, you don't invest. He said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Verse 20. He said, Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirit are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Your salvation is a big deal. Rejoice in it. Your being born again is a big deal. Before you start harassing God with the, your knee problem, start thanking him for your salvation. Some Christians are always looking for, you know, one spectacular thing to happen before they come to... Sometimes, you know, being a pastor, sometimes you get to hear a few things, maybe one-tenth of what God hears. Being a pastor, sometimes you get to hear one-tenth of what God hears, and you realize that God, if I was God, which I can never be, you know, I would be very disgusted, and I will kill a lot of people. Because sometimes someone is praying for something and half comes. He will come and tell you the half that has come. He will come and tell you, Pastor, you see, I prayed about this thing. You see, it's still not come. But half has come. Then you ask, okay, what about this one that happened? Yes, but it has not finished. I said, are you that ungrateful? Listen, this is how to work with God. When he does something small, something small, roll on the floor, let him feel like, oh, he has finished it. You get a small testimony. Hey, God, thank you. You'll be rolling on the floor. No, he sees it. 
He sees it and he's looking for those who are grateful, those who rejoice. David said, restore to me the joy of salvation. Let your salvation be a big deal. Every time, remember the day you gave your life to Christ. Let it be a big deal for you. Remember that day that you came to church. Sometimes I keep asking people, how did you get to church? How, what impacted you? Why did you stay in church? Then they'll start narrating it. Sometimes when you start narrating it, the anointing comes on you over again. You remember the day you gave your life to Christ. Then that joy comes. He said, rejoice in it. When you wake up in the morning, Father, I thank you that I'm born again. Father, I thank you that you rose from the grave. These things are not trivial. God said, these are even weightier than you healing the sick. Now, if it is weightier than you healing the sick, that means it is even way weightier than, weightier than you being healed. Because the calling of a Christian is not to be healed. The calling of a Christian is to heal others. So you see, we are still coming up. We are still learning. We are still, because we are far behind. Where to invest your joy? Where to invest your joy? Let me show you a scripture. You'll be shocked. First Peter chapter 4. I want a message translation. Verse 3. First Peter chapter 4. Verse 3. Message. He said, you've already put in your time in that God-ignorant way of life. Parting night after night. You think it was not in the Bible. You see? This time I'm saying so. Oh, Pastor, please. He said, parting night of He said, a drunken and profligate life. Profligate. It's a serious word. Now, it's time to be done with it for good. He said, oh, when I'm bored, it's only when I'm bored that I go to those places. And God said, that is not it. He said, you must be done with it for good. Also, when I'm bored, what do you do? He said, dance about your salvation. Oh, then the Christianity is really boring. I don't really want to do. No, take handkerchief. You alone. And Abrahaskis. Take handkerchief. Put on the music. I'm not listening to. I enjoy my my oh my cobra de his. I enjoy my Christianity. It, because when I dance like that, sometimes when I dance like that, I become so full of the power of God. And I sometimes tears will be coming out of my eyes after dancing. Listen, when, we, when I finish this message and I say, let us rejoice in God. Rejoice in God. Because you will go and meet testimonies at home. Uh, uh. <laughs> the thing is when you cry that God does something. A woman came to tell me, she said, no, it was a lady. She said, my mother was watching, she was watching with her mom all the online services. This was any, any of you, someone said it. And he said, Pastor, like that. Why, why? Am I in a funeral? <laughs> why should I dance? You can call me a dancing prophet. I will dance. So I'm talking to you now. There's people who want to dance. Their hand is not. Said <laughs> of you, you've already put in your time. You see, the joy of salvation. Car. I remember, I remember when I go, I give, I, I give my life to Christ. I remember it too. I remember I, I've said it, I've preached it, and I'll preach it more. I've used it to preach many crusades. If you ever heard it any crusade, they just know that the next crusade you will hear it again. And I talk about prophecyon. A prophecyon sat with me and he prophesied and he told me and I said, "How?" Oh. They said, "You want to give your life to Christ?" Uh, uh, I was crying. Hard guy like me, I was crying. I said. I started crying. I started speaking in tongues. Look, that day, when I was going back home, you know, this is a part of the story I've not told many of you. I was 
a backup voc- vocalist at that time when I was in SS. I was, in a, I was a backup vocalist for a very popular musician. I don't mention his name in Ghana. I was a backup. I sat SS. That was one. Two. In the case with a fiasco. Amen. Well. Accident plan against you is a fiasco. Listen, when I begin prophesying like this, take it serious. Because these accidents I told you about, I mentioned it in Pneumatica Night. I mentioned it, I said there were some accidents about to happen. Any attempt at kidnapping is a fiasco. Any attempt by any group of people to tarnish your name is a fiasco. You know, these songs, sometimes some people just dance. For me, I use these as prophetic songs. Sometimes the people who have been singing don't know it's a prophetic song. Me, I'll take it, I'll make it a prophetic song. It's a fiasco. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> song is sweet, though. So, he said, Joy of salvation. So you rejoice in your salvation. You see, I was telling you about the singer. His name is something. So, when I was in him, he, he discovered me when I was in JSS. So when he told me that when I complete school, then we now work. Now, when the whole deal was through, before they were dragging their feet, when I completed school, no, I had not yet completed. Just before I completed school, I got born again in, in January. The deal came in February. Now, the deal was so juicy. I was going to be on TV. <laughs> but I just got him born again. Now, remember that I'm just born again, so I don't really know, like, I'm not really rooted. So I started asking questions. I'll ask my mom. Hey, my friend is a musician, and he's just born again. But they have called to come and do this. Only good. My mother would give some long explanation. I said, This is not what I'm looking for. So I went to my, I went to my girlfriend. So I told her, she said, you know, because she wants that boy. She said, she said, you know, there's a difference between profane song and this one. So I said, I think I will take her, her advice. So I went to the house. Then something prompted me. Now I know it's not something, it was the Holy Spirit. He prompted me, he says, pray about it. So I said, okay, let me pray about it. I was not even sure God would talk to me. So I prayed. I prayed. When I prayed, I heard God. I will not forget. Then God said, try me. I said, try you. He said, try me. Abandon it, I'll give you something better. Try me. So wow. After I made that choice, for three to four years, I was not seeing anything. <laughs> I know some of you, you, you know what I'm talking about. You let something for God, and you expect when you come to the Christianity, an angel will meet you on your way to your house. <laughs> Take this <one. laughs> You're listening. Three to four years, nothing. Charlie, even in the midst of that one, one day I went to sell Rhapsody with my friend. I met my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I was selling the rhapsody. It's not like I was selling for money, but the way that thing looks, it's like I'm selling. I, I, <laughs> we're just making it available so that people can buy. Because that, that time people wanted rhapsody, but they didn't know where to buy it. So I was going, my friends were selling. We went to circle. That my leader, he's bad. You know, he was my fellowship. I said, let's go to circle. I said, circle. 
because, because, because I was backing that musician, I was popular. I was popular within certain circles because people were seeing me backing him. So I said, ah, I'm going to stand a circle and be selling Rhapsody. But I had to follow him. Humility. I went there as I was selling. I said, I met myself. I said, hey! I wanted to hide, but they had already caught me. Tale, felt so bad. That day, as, as the, my leader was talking to me and telling me, you see, the Lord will bless me. I'm beg you. Thank you. I remember one man who went to meet with a rhapsody. I said, please, will you, will you buy rhapsody? He said, he spoke down. I've never been that humiliated in my life. He said, in case you can't be. Those of you who don't understand, I said, he doesn't have his money to buy police things. I felt so humiliated. Just went back. Little boy has not seen anything. But you see, years have come and gone. Ah, God, I thank you. But I thank you I chose this road. Because there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. How is it possible? How is it possible that we stand in a place online years later? We stand in a place online and broken bones are being healed. You see, let me tell you something. If your mindset is to give God money so that you get money back, you are limited. Let me tell you something. Give God He will give you His life back. You see, and when show your life to God. What he gives you is himself. Because that is where men, some men of God function. You can see that they speak a word God honors it. Why? Because God's ability becomes the ability. That's what God gives them. It's not money. A lot of men of God you see out there, they don't have the money, as much money as you think they have. God has given them something that is greater than money. When they require it, it shows up. Make the right choice. He said, rejoice in your salvation. Tonight, when you go home, take out time, maybe 15 minutes. Just thank God for your salvation. Point number two. Join the house of God. Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 50. He's verse 50. Five zero. He said, Ye that have escaped the sword, go away. Stand not still. Remember the Lord afar off and let Jerusalem come into your mind. Hold on. Do, do, do you get the scripture? It's a very powerful scripture. At this point in time, all right, this scripture is speaking about, at this point in time, the children of God had gone into exile and so many bad things had happened to them. So, Jeremiah prophesies and says that, ye that have escaped the soul, that means those of you who did, who did not die in that particular um, uh, siege, all right, that um, came upon them, the Babylonians came upon them. He said, those of you did not die, he says, go away, stand not still, remember the Lord of fire off, and let Jerusalem come into your mind. Hold on, this was a scripture that we were supposed to read, all right, or it's one of the scriptures that was supposed to come into our mind when we were going off on-site services. Ye that have escaped the sword, stand not still. Remember the Lord of Pharaoh. Because you see, there are some people, when we went off outside service, their Christianity too went off. He says, remember the Lord of Pharaoh. He said, and let Jerusalem come to your mind. Let the house of God always come to your mind. Let me tell you something. Okay, go to Isaiah 33. Isaiah 33. I think verse 10. Sorry, verse 20. Isaiah 3 verse 20. He said, look upon Zion 
the city of our solemnities. Look upon Zion, the city of our solemnities. Now, solemnities, what does it mean? There's a version, JPS Tanakh. There's a JPS Tanakh version. Go there, I'll, I'll show you. Look upon Zion, the city of our... He said, look upon Zion, the city of our solemn gatherings. The city of our solemn gatherings. Let me tell you something. We can preach what, it, what we like about online services. God still demands that we come together. The devil knows what he's fighting against. Come on. Don't you think it's a, it's a fight of the devil? Why? The, 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 the virus that, that... Do they talk to the virus that when you go to market, come back? <laughs> no, talk to me. The virus knows that when it goes to market, market is not part. Come on. Supermarket, it should go back. Church, enter. The devil knows what he's doing. And if you are, if you are a kind of Christian, you say, oh no, we are being safe. Safe? Look, you are being safe. You say, but you went to funeral. You have been safe. But you went to wedding. But you went to the mall. The virus, they've written where you should go to. So the virus gets to where they say, I'm not coming over here. See, when you don't understand, and I just said this, they said, look upon Zion, the city of our solemn gatherings. The gatherings are important to them. We can, look, we can hype online service to the maximum. There are still certain things that will never happen. There was a lady. I prayed for her over the phone, all right? I prayed for her over the phone. She was going through spiritual marriage. I prayed for her over the phone, and the, the demon left. But she could not give birth. I told her, until I lay my hand on you, you're not going to give birth. So she came to one of my meetings. I laid my hand on her. She got pregnant. There are certain things that can never happen. Because Jesus Christ said, they shall lay their hands on the sick. There are certain things that cannot happen until we gather. Do you know what is happening as we are sitting down now? You see, when we come, he said... He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the Son of Almighty. When we come under the corporate anointing like this, there's something going on that you cannot explain. Bible says every joint supplies something. So as you are sitting close to some, somebody, he's supplying you something you don't know. We supply ourselves when we come to church. Because if we learn to read it, but we cannot read it in the house. Online meetings are good. It has come to do a lot, but there are certain things it cannot do. Say, look up Zion. When we talk about the thing, he said, the city of our solemn gatherings. Other nations say, the city of our festivities. When we come together like that, it's like a festival before God. They said, thy eyes shall see Jerusalem a peaceful habitation, a tent that shall not be removed. The sticks thereof shall never be plucked up, neither shall any of the cords therefore be broken. You see, when we come together in the house of God like that, there is a there's a power. There's a power to get. That's why it's so important as much as you can. Go for some meetings. A lot happens there that you cannot explain. City as solemn gathering. Invest your joy in the house of God. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go to the house of God. There's anything. No, I, I was thinking last time. When I was a kid, anytime it's time to go to church, I would say my stomach is paining me. I know some of you on the table, I'm, I'm shaking right now. You understand? You didn't do something. You didn't want to go. You didn't do something. You didn't want to go. But today, when we don't go to church, we are feeling some way. Something has happened to us. God has, has invested. He has shown us. He has opened our eyes to see. He said, he has opened us to, our eyes to see the, the truth. Of the word of God. So we invest our joy in the house of God.
So we, we, we are happy when we come to church. We are happy when we go to church. We are happy when we see our brethren in church. We are happy when we see our sisters in church. We are happy. We take pictures with them. We are happy. When we are happy like that, what you don't realize is that God is also happy. Look upon Zion, the city of our solemnities. So we've talked about the joy of our salvation, the joy of the heart of God. I'm talking about the third one, the joy in the word of God. We are full of joy. There's a joy in the word of God. People read Bible, you know, and Genesis, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and it was that moment. And the spirit of God upon the face of the world, and God said, and that is it. They think they've just I I I I pray for you right? that when you read the scripture, your eyes will open. You will see things. You will see things. You will see things. When you read the scripture, you will see things. Because you see, it is so for me. Listen, to jump from one verse to the other, I cannot, because what I'm seeing, I cannot take it. Jeremiah said, I found thy words and I didn't eat them and they became a joy and a rejoicing to my soul. So if you don't understand, when, when they come to Apple City and the pastor is sharing and you know, pastor says, and pastor says something like, the life of God is in you, people say, ah, ah, I didn't understand what's, what's going on, what's going on. And the spirit moved. Hey! People understand, pastor comes and says, hey, Garama, this, everyone says, Garama, this. No, these are things that excite us. Kisamala. Those are the things that excite us. Those are the things that excite us. Those are things that make us. Those are things we jump about. We jump about the word of God. We jump about the word of God. The word of God shows us who we are in Christ. It shows us that no place shall come nigh our dwelling. No, go to Psalm 91. Go to Psalm 91. And everyone I read will say Amen. Because all I read it, it, be, it is stamping your heart. Yes. And it is stamping your heart. Yes. Listen, I am speaking to people who have, listen, who have supernatural financing. Yes. Listen, listen, when it comes to, <laughs> when, when it comes to the power for finance, when it comes to that, the records are there. The records are there. God gave me that grace. <laughs> when I prophesy it, I prophesy and you receive it, it will happen. What's it? What's it? But you know, the word of God, this pastor is supposed to be preaching for salvation. He's not preaching where you are sitting. Is this salvation that paid for it? <laughs> Psalm 91. <laughs> Listen, what you don't realize is that when we speak any prosperity, we're actually speaking of salvation. Why? Because when money comes to my hand, I'm not going anywhere. A banker. I'm looking for the next thing to do for God. The things are many. I stand the kingdom, sit down and do like this. Oh, God to just give me what I will eat and my family. Selfish man. <laughs> Listen, hear that this is the word of God. You see, I am surprised who say that the Bible is a slave master. Doesn't look like slave master to you. He said, he that dwells in the sacred place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, you didn't say it well. Next one. Next one. I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. 
He said, surely he delivered thee from the, the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Listen, do you know the snow of the fowler? It has, snow of the fowler is trap. Drop set on Matokara Messiah. Listen, listen, there are people here. Some people have gathered and trying to trap you. Their, their traps are fiasco. Let me tell you something. Guys, sometimes some ladies come and they've come to trap you. All Shamatakabaya. Ladies, listen, some guys can come into your life and delay your life in 10 years. He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Traps set for you. Then the next was the noise of pestilence. That was what we were hearing COVID 19. It's not pestilence, it's just noise. It's not material, it's noise. Noise of pestilence. Verse 4. He says, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. He said, Not the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. I was sharing with you about how one of my sons, they are cast and assaulted three, three, three times, but he did not die. That is what we call the destruction that wasteth at noonday. It happened in the afternoon. They wanted to waste his life in the afternoon. The destruction that and this is the show that was there noonday. There's the kind of things that, for example, you are in your house and a car lost his steering and he entered your house. You were your somewhere. You were your somewhere. He's delivering you from things of that nature. Listen, when you see me, listen. Thank you, Lord. When you see me becoming spiritually aggressive like that, there's a power that is forcing it out. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. The devil is a liar. Lenomosofataya. The destruction that wasted at noonday. Many things. Imukaru say tapina ibe shafalamata. 